Welcome to the Ignitecast, bringing you faith, community, and pop culture to young people wherever they are. My name is Martin. My name is Kevin. And we are live on Periscope right now with our uh, four viewers. There's five. There's five at one point. Someone left. Oh. <laughs> We're trying to make <laughs> It's failing. It's failing. I want to explain what's going on. Um, so we're live on Periscope. Uh, we have... Uh, we're going to do like a marathon of episodes. We're going to do three episodes today. Um, and we're going to center it on the Holy Week. That's it. And we're also live on Periscope. So we have people uh, joining us live via Periscope. So hello, friends. Yeah. So you can join the discussion at any given time. All right. Yeah, yeah. If you guys have any questions, any uh, shout outs, you can say it and we can answer you live. That's the advantages of uh, live broadcasting technology. Yep. 2016. Yep. So, uh, any anything new this week for you? Um, I got. Oh yeah, I have something new. I'll show it to the people on Periscope. So I got this in the mail yesterday. It's my uh, F- uh, Blue Jays card. MLB is a Toronto's team. They're the Toronto Blue Jays. Summer's coming up, and game. I think like after, after like April 9th, the first game here. So I got my tickets, which is good. Because like they don't give out like physical tickets now. They just give you a card and you just tap it and stuff. Yeah, let's I found go, out, um, I found out that Angelus is not my real last name. What the heck? What's your real last name? So I was so we're moving, um, a new house, my family, and I've been looking at documents and I found my dad's binder of from his high school days, college days. So there was a document there and it was an affidavit signed by my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And it said that my last name now, Angelus, is not real because it's a shorter version of our real last name. Mm-hmm. That he just got lazy to write the full thing because he has twelve kids. What well, is it is it Los Angeles? No. It's De Los Angeles. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, but it's legal now. Like in Canada, you're like English. So. I guess, yeah, but it started. The lost English. Then they the just like, dropped English. it. And then they dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty like mind blown <laughs> last night. <laughs> the things you know if. Uh, the, the secrets parents hide from you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind my name being the Los Angeles. It's pretty long though. I wouldn't want to write that. Yeah, I have a, I have a long name already. I think I want to get. Uh, Okay, let's go down to the meat of the business. Yeah. Um, today we're gonna talk about the Holy Week, specifically on the Easter Triduum. 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 No, it's not Triduum. How do you spell that? Uh, T R I D U U M. So two U's. Is that Latin? I'm not sure. Maybe, most likely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Latin. Yeah. You can tell that we do top-notch research. Yes. Best when it comes to research. Anyway, so we're gonna do the Easter. Easter Triduum. So basically, this is the highest point of uh, the Holy Mother Church uh, in terms of our liturgical practices. Like, um, um, I, I think the Catechism teaches this. I'm not sure. Or is it like one of the documents? Anyway, one of the church documents. This is like the highest form of, uh, like the highest point of our liturgy. So the, the three days, which is um, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, which includes the Easter Vigil, those three days 
make up the highest, like the the peak of our liturgical practice in the church. So those three days are called the triduum. Yeah, that's why it's called the triduum because it's three three days. That's their like official name. That's the official name. Yes. Okay. So, we're going to celebrate the Easter Triduum next week. Literally next week, like in a few days. Um, and we're going we're gonna to chop it down basically day by day. And uh, we're, tr- we're going to explain the liturgical practices that each Catholic should be practicing because, in fact, it is the highest. So, like when we say that the, the Mass is the highest form of prayer, this is like the highest, highest form of prayer. We'll, like, we'll explain it. But anyway, we'll do three episodes on it. Um, so let's let's count down again. So the Eastern Triduum is Holy Thursday, uh, Good Friday, and uh, Holy Saturday, which includes the Easter Vigil. So we're gonna start off with Holy Thursday. So this episode will focus on Holy Thursday. Uh, so Holy Thursday basically is the beginning of your Easter Triduum. It's like the first of the three. The, the easiest way to look at the Easter Triduum is that it's one big liturgical act. It's not three separate days, though it is. But ultimately, it's one huge it's, celebration. It's like when you watch a, a play. There's Act One, Act Two, Act Three. Basically. Okay. So it's like it's like three, like it's basically a mass, but divided into three days. Really, I, I don't know that. Exactly. It's one mass. Like I'll explain it later. Okay. I'll explain it later, right. like how it falls into play. Anyway, so on Holy Thursday, uh, supposedly there should only be one mass, but actually there's two masses that happen uh, for whatever diocese that you go to. So the first one is actually, um, because it's Holy Thursday, we'll, we'll explain it. So like, there's a few things that happens on Holy Thursday. All the images that you see in church are covered. So like the, all, like the crucifix, the statues, the images, they're all covered by Holy, uh, during Holy Thursday because it's supposed to like remove everything, like, like everything that, is, that touches your senses. So like what you see, what you hear, like, like it's toned down. Like, it's literally toned down. It's removed from your practice so, like, we can focus deeper into the passion and suffering of Christ. Okay. You get for, that? For, yeah, but for, for the days leading up to Lent, they cover just Jesus, right? Mm, um, the crucifix is they, covered. No, they actually start uh, on Passion Sunday, which is the Sunday before Palm Sunday. So, last Sunday. Yeah, last Sunday was covered. Was covered. Well, ideally, but, like, not... But not everything. Not... Actually, everything. It should be everything. So, like, in my... Uh, in, in my house, all my all my images, statues, I covered them because it's except this one because this is the first time I went up here because they were fixing the. Yeah, this is Kevin's uh, crucifix. Yeah, my crucifix in the in the office. But anyway, um, so it's all covered because again, like to go deeper into the liturgy. So on Holy Thursday, there's two liturgies that happen. Um, the first one that happens in the morning, it's called the Chrism Mass. So have you been to a Chrism Mass? What happens at a chrism mass? So basically, it's the bishop along with his priests. They all celebrate it. So it's like one huge mass. The bishop presides. All his priests are there. What happens here, basically, it's a mass. But there's one major thing that happens here. They just bless the oils. The so holy this oil. Is the, this is where... Um, so all the oils that we use as a diocese, it's blessed by... Yes. So the there's bishop. three types of oils that is blessed within that mass. Um, the oil of the catechumens, the holy chrism oil, and the oil of the sick. So these three things are important in the in the sacramental life of the church. It's what we use all year round. Yes, right? all so year round. If a baby gets, oh, the the, the if a baby right. gets for baptism, right? For baptism, for um, confirmation, confirmation, 
anointing of the sick and for ordination. Okay. So basically, for, so for the oil of the catechumens, this is what is yeah. used to baptize. Yeah. So that's uh th- yeah like they like bless the kid, whatever. So like, yeah, they baptize. Lather. They lathered the child. Yeah, yeah. So for the holy chrism, that's the oil that they use to for your confirmation. So for some of you who's like in uh, conf- uh, being confirmed this year, that's the oil that the priest or the bishop will bless Slap you with. You with yeah. Yep. And this is also the oil that is used for ordination. So to ordain deacons, priests, bishops. So it's like you know, like it's you can find that in the Bible. Like to anoint a leader, it's usually used with oil. So this is called the the. Holy chrism. So there's three things. So oil catechumens, holy chrism, oil of the sick. So those three oils. So again, they use it for the entire year. Mm. So you can't bless it at any other time except during the holy chrism. So this is like their, uh, their fresh batch. They're getting in their fresh batch of oil. Yep. And this is a resupply. And this is also the opportunity for the priests to recommit themselves to the priesthood. Mm. There's, like, there's something like that. I think your phone is ringing. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the first liturgy that happens in the day, but the main highlight, and supposedly there should only be one mass, because in the Archdiocese of Toronto, where we're from, the, that mass happens on Tuesday of the Holy Week. So there's only one mass per church, uh, during, uh, Holy Thursday, and this is like the, the Last Supper. It's a reenactment of the Last Supper. Now there's a few things that is reminded like that is like that comes up here. It's very special in a way. Um, first, uh, because it is Holy Thursday. Uh, do you know what the other name of Holy Thursday is, Martin? Wash your feet Thursday. Uh, nope. Mondi. Mondi. Yeah. Mondi. 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 That was the that was the name you used to call it at school, but no one really uh. Well, no. Catholic school anyway. We call it Maundy. Yeah, it's it's Maundy Thursday. Why? Actually, you're 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 Maundy. So M A. U-N-D-Y. U-N-D-I. There you go. So Ronnie got it right. So it's Monday Thursday. Why? Because of the special fact that the gospel that is read for that specific mass is uh, the washing of the feet. Mm. So that's taken from John thir- John chapter 13. Right? And so what happens there is that the exact quote that's going to be used there, it's like, I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. So you also should love one another. And this is how all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Again, I give you a new commandment. So that's why the Holy Thursday is called Monday Thursday because it's from the Latin word for the new commandment, which is mandatum novum. Mandatum novum. You get it? Yeah. All right, got it. All right, so that's because it's Maundy Thursday. So, again, there's washing of the feet. There's three parts in this liturgy that you, like, in this specific Mass. One, um, like, so, liturgy of the Word. After the homily, what's supposed to happen is there should be washing of the feet. Now, it differs from each um, diocese because the bishop, like, it, it, it totally depends on him. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes they actually don't need to wash the feet. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it can be an extra liturgical like outside the mass or it can be within the mass. It happens there. Um, and then after that, that's like liturgy of the Eucharist. Uh, one crazy thing here is that on the second reading, it's taken from the letter of Paul to the, the, the Corinthians, the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 11, he says, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And also, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So the crazy thing is that it not only talks about the washing of the feet, but it also talks about the Eucharist. Mm. That's why the Maundy Thursday or Holy Thursday, it's also the celebration of the institution of not only the Eucharist, 
but also of the priesthood, right? So like you know, it's it's a it's a mystery in the church, like it's a mystery in the rosary, like institution of the Eucharist, but it's also institution of the priesthood. Why? Because what's the primary role of the priesthood? It's to do this in memory of him. Exactly, like literally to do the commandment. So we not only celebrate the Eucharist, but we also celebrate the the. Uh, the, the the priesthood so like they act in persona Christi in the person of Christ mm-hmm. um, the amazing thing in this uh, mass there's no ending like it doesn't end how, do, how does it how does it end it ends with like after the communion there's like a post-communion prayer and after that the priest instead of like putting the the whatever Eucharist that they consecrated instead of putting back it to the altar and to the tabernacle uh, what they do instead is they, they gather it and what they do is they consecrate a lot. Why? Because they're not going to consecrate for Holy Friday, uh, for Good Friday. I'm going to tell you why on the next episode. So like, wait for that. So they take it with them, process around the church, mm. and then they leave it into the altar of repose. So it's no longer in the tabernacle. So the, the in the main altar of the church, the Eucharist is no longer there. So Christ is no longer there. He will be in the altar of repose. Usually it's in the parish hall beside whatever. So it's not in the... Chapel. Ma- yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a side chapel. Not where the Eucharist is normally. And then what happens there is that basically the church, like the mass doesn't end. There's no sign of the cross whatsoever. People just leave. You do your... Res- you basically pay respects. And is, what- it, wait, is there music playing? Like, uh, no, nothing. Nope, nothing. Okay, so people can... It's not like uh, regular mass where... There's no final blessing. Music's still going on. People are already nope. leaving, right? Yeah, okay, it, they can leave as freely as they want. Yep, yeah, basically. This is the only mass. This is the can- only mass where <laughs> you, you can, can leave. leave. During mass. Yeah, during mass. Because like it doesn't end. Like There's no ending. Um, and then what happens is that in the altar of repose... For the whole night, the, the Eucharist is um, reserved there. And then uh, usually this is where the practice of the Besita Iglesia happens. So like they go out and um, like visit churches. Like what, do the what's, the, the what's the Besita Iglesia? So like you visit churches. That's like the, it's a, Besita Iglesia is Spanish for visiting churches. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it's a, it's a small tradition by Filipinos, but I know it's being done now in the church because I know it's, it's a common practice by Catholics now. So anyway, what happens is that. You visit churches, then what you do is you pray the Stations of the Cross. So what my, my family used to do was like we used to do 14 churches. Then we realized it was crazy, so we only did seven. And then at the seven churches, like you end, basically, some people, they don't like leaving. They just stay in the church and pray with the Eucharist in the altar of repose. And they stay there until it ends basically with a compline or the night prayer. Mm-hmm. So like the liturgy of the hours. And after that, you will never find the church, the the church with the Holy Eucharist. So literally, for for the, the entire duration of the Easter Triduum, it's not until Christ is resurrected on Easter Sunday that there you find. So the church will literally be godless. God won't be there. That's that's right. Someone's opening our uh, door. Our door. So, <laughs> but basically, like that's it for is Holy. It locked. I don't know how to. Nope. It's like it's all Holy Thursday. That's it for Holy Thursday. Um, there was one question by Ronnie. He asked if 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 the oils get like is it used up? It's not. If it's used up somewhere in the year? No, you can't. Like you you can't bless it again. It's only for one one thing. So what happens if you run out of oil? You ask from the other parishes. It's like a it's like a Starbucks. When I used to work at Starbucks, we'd lose syrup. Yeah, we can't get the syrup until a specific day, Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> and and we'd have to ask a different story. Yeah, they just compared the church to Starbucks. Yeah, messed up, man. <laughs> but like literally, 
You can only bless it once, so that's what it is. Yeah, you can only get your syrup once. Yep. Yeah. Pretty good. You didn't talk much about um, the, the actual washing the feet. Have you ever been... Washed? Yeah. In mass? No. I have. Really? Yes, I have. How it's been you? the most uh, self-conscious thing I've ever done for during mass. Was your feet smelling? I, 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 I think so. Did, did he wash it with soap? No. Uh, Just pure water, and then I put it back. Did he kiss your feet? socks. No, he didn't. <laughs> Messed up. <laughs> I've, I've never done it. Anyway, oh, th- there's a, um, uh, there's a new there's a new canon now. But although it's not binding to everybody, there's an option that the priest can wash the feet of women now. Because mm. before it wasn't allowed. It wasn't only restricted to priests at the time. It, y- yes. Because it makes sense, right? Jesus washed the feet of the, the apostles, apostles, and the apostles are bishops. Mm-hmm. So literally, it's only ordained people that's supposed to be washed. But like, um, it also magnifies, I think, the work of the priest because the act itself is sacrificial in nature. The master washes the feet of the servant. So everyone, all of us, is called to do the same. So I think it highlights the fact that the priest is... Um, uh, doing it. It's supposed to only be 12 people, but like, in my former parish, he like, he did like, everybody in the, like the aisles, like mm-hmm. the ends of the aisles, he'd like, wash everybody's How feet. How long did that take? Forever, man. Like, if you were late for mass, you're, you're done. You're like, standing for like, two hours. <laughs> oh, Angelo Rosero says he got his feet washed before. Yeah, your, was, was it smelly? Were you oh. self-conscious too? Did you wash your feet before? Did you make it easy for the priest? I wasn't asked. I was just told like stand up. Was never told beforehand. Ah. Yeah, the I worst thing it... would be like you haven't like cut your like your like toenails, toenails and then there's like gunk in, yeah. in between. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> gift to leave behind for Holy Thursday. And the priest was like, <laughs> what "That's the? true servant for servanthood. That's true sacrifice. That is true sacrifice. That's true sacrifice." So yeah, all right. That's it for Holy Thursday. So we're gonna cut this podcast and we're gonna go straight into our next uh, next day of the. Trido, tr- triduum. 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 The next day of the Triduum, which is Good Friday. So, uh, if we're gonna end it, we're gonna do this a day by day. So this is gonna come out um, before Holy before Thursday. Holy Thursday. Hopefully Tuesday. Yeah. So like people can like watch it. Prepare. 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 Yeah. All right. Uh, Angelo said that his feet was what, like he, he was, was asked, asked fifteen minutes before. Same with you then. No, I was asked on the spot. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I said so if it's Holy Thursday, I'd rather be in the middle. Why don't you want to be washed? I don't know, man. I'm like self-conscious with my Are feet. you St. Peter? No. Yeah. Did I deny Christ? No, but you not say, everybody. I'm not, I'm not worthy to be washed of feet. I'm not worthy. My feet are not worthy to be washed. Like, no, I just like find it weird. Are you, why are you so prideful? I'm not being prideful. Whatever, Martin. Well, uh, that's it for this episode of the cast. Uh, any shout-outs before we, uh, for this one? Uh, Actually, a question. We got a question. Oh, you got a question? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. <laughs> this guy's gonna be forever. <laughs> it's gonna be cut in the like the legit one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Here we go. Here we go. What did this one? Which one? Uh. Accountability. Okay. The question okay. is. Wow. Uh, what do you think about this? Is from anonymous. What do you think about accountability and how does it benefit? What's accountability, first of all? Uh, I think my accountability with you is like to like get your grammar straight. 
<laughs> what did I say? No, not you, the guy. How does it benefit? Like what? How does it? How does accountability benefit? <laughs> I know. That's why. Like it's so like. Anyway, uh, what do I think about accountability? It's necessary in Christian life. What's accountability? Like me, for example, if you fall, I pick you up. That's me being accountable. Oh, it's a trust. It's a trust exercise. It's not just a trust exercise. It's an actual, like, it's an, I, I would think it's a virtue. I'm not sure if it's like an actual defined virtue, but I think it's a virtue um, of Christians towards their fellow man. Like, you know, we are our brothers and sisters. What? In Christ. Keeper. We are brothers and Let's sisters. Let's do that again. Okay. We are our brothers and sisters. Keeper. Exactly. That Don't so... edit that out. <laughs> right? So it's innately Christian for us to be accountable to somebody. How does it benefit? Well, for one thing, we have what the Catholic Church calls concupiscence. Mm. You know what that is? Explain. Concupiscence is our our tendency to fall into sin. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I felt this, everybody's felt this. Like, you know, you know that what, what the right thing is, but you still keep on doing the, the, the wrong and stupid thing. Mm-hmm. The reason for that, it's called concupiscence. That's Are, the word we give it. Yep. Basically, what's passed on because of original sin is not only like original sin, but also concupiscence. That's like a fruit of the original sin. So that's why we all fall into sin easily. So would you say accountability is a counter to that? Yes. Okay. This could be a, a whole topic on its own. Yep. It is. Actually, it is. You know who'd be good for this topic? Jesse Roca. From, uh, from originally from Montreal, he's in Vancouver now. But that'd be good. So I think it benefits everybody. Find an accountability partner. Brother to brother, sister to sister. Never the... Never like mix it up because like your accountability will go crazy. It's true. Unless you're in a relationship. Unless you're in a relationship, that's fine. But if it's like a person not in a relationship, that's sketch, man. Like, you know, oh, she's my friend. Nah, sketch. Sketch. Don't do it. You heard it here first. Okay. All right. And that is it for the Ignite cast. My name is Martin. My name is Kevin. And this is us signing off.